Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the newest episode of She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night. We're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. And don't worry if you are concerned with spoilers. We will not get to the reviews until about uh, probably about 30 minutes from now. So uh, we, we always do the news first, and then we get to the spoiler-filled reviews uh, at the end. So mm-hmm. speaking of, Dylan... Take me through the news. What did you find this week? All right. So the hotly anticipated. Last time we recorded, there was a, only a poster for Super Mario Bros. Oh, the boy. animated picture coming out. Um, it is a picture indeed. In April? Next April? Mm-hmm. Um, Something like that. Yeah. And we finally got a trailer. We um, we did. We, it, so last week, we kind of went back and forth and we were debating about what we expected out of this trailer, right? Like, was it going to be... We did take bets about, or not bets, but we predictions about what Chris Pratt would sound like and say. Right. I don't remember exactly what we said, but I think we were wrong in that none of the Mario catchphrases were there. You know. I know. We were expecting a "It's a me," something like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, we and we were also talking about would he be doing an Italian accent or a Mario impre- a Charles a Charles Martinet impression? You know. Yeah. Well, and the answer is neither. It sounds like a Brooklyn accent. It's weird. Which is like the Mario from the Mario Brothers Super Show. Not quite. He sounds like he sounds like Rocket Raccoon. He does a little bit. Um. um so that aside, the Chris yeah. Prattness aside, I thought the trailer was all right. I thought the animation looked really good. Yes, it does. I kind of we kind of predicted that from the poster. Uh, but I thought the Bowser scene was cute. It was very like Minions a little bit, you know. Right. I know it's Illumination. It's the same studio, but like it's the same like Minions humor, you know, with the snowballs mm-hmm. on and Bowser. I thought uh, Bowser sounded good. It was Jack Black, right? Um, right. And I thought Toad sounded cool too. Yeah. Um. I I, I mean the trailer's not bad. I don't really have anything bad to say about the trailer. I guess you know. I mean it. It's a children's movie. Like we need to get that straight but it looks good i think it looks like a good children's movie it does it's it like does. Th- it should have been doing this all along i don't know um should have been doing what all along like animated nintendo movies like right this, you know sure um but i mean they made pokemon movies but most of those went straight to video yeah i mean not ones that are like anime you know like right that are already a thing um, right just like um this type of animation like a zelda is... movie or like you know like stuff yeah. like that well, Nintendo's always been so cagey and scared about making adaptations of the properties because it's it has historically gone pretty poorly several times. Yeah. So but it is Mario, and there's no like story really. Well, there's not much. Excuse story you. In the, in, I'm sorry, I took it back. Um, there's not like a rich lore. I feel like to ruin. Excuse you. There's not. Princess Toadstool of the about... Mushroom Kingdom will have a word with you, sir. She will. Um, I don't know. Trailer's fine. Um, are we going to see it? I guess so. Probably. Maybe. I'm definitely going to see it. Well, oh, I mean... there's no Prince Pete, Princess Peach in it. You know? Like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. I mean, well, you got to save something for trailer number two, Dylan. I don't know. Are we going to let Chris Pratt ruin it? Um. Well, we don't I think have a choice. Just be okay. Yeah. Um, um, did you hear the French dub trailer? No. It is much better. The Mario really? actor, the, the French Mario actor is his peak. Okay. Um, What's he doing? The Italian he... one, he's doing, I should pull it up and play it. 
he's doing a um like a more like the game you know okay and then there's the italian one which wasn't serving i kind of thought uh mm. that would be the one like if we're anti-dub you know maybe watching an italian is like the most like like authentic way <clears throat> of course of course but i think we talked about it last week i don't associate mario with like authentic italianness you know no he's not yeah i know um but i don't know i think everyone should check out the french one i'm trying to pull it up for you i'll you know what i'll i'll splice it in okay i probably already did it so like yeah uh, i got it i got it you got it yeah you can replace this with a real audio if you if you think it sounds bad I will probably put it in right there. I was wondering where I was going to put it in. I'm going to put it in right there, there you where go. your phone didn't record. Perfect. Perfect. I'm sure. So this is me reacting to the French audio that I haven't heard yet. I'm. That's great. Wow, Billy. that was great. I love wow. that. Spectacular. Truly. You'll revolution. agree with me. You'll agree with me. You will. Okay. Don't worry. I'm excited. Okay. Um. Editors. We got. Note, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um. We got a bunch of movie shifting release dates today from mcu Disney, we sure did the mouse house um well, so everything went everything moved back a little bit or a lot of things did um blade was the first one to move and it was supposed to come out in november 2023 now it's coming out uh june 2024 okay um so not that far of a shift but still like a move deadpool yeah. 3 was supposed to come out september 2024 and now it's coming out in November. So it's only a couple months for that one, you know, for Deadpool uh, 3. What happened? Like, what what caused this shift, do you think? Um, I think it, it could be a few things. It could be, number one, these things take, like, at least five years to, like, make. Plan, from, develop. Like, yeah. So there's still COVID um, repercussions, I think, that we're seeing. Of you course. Know? When one thing gets bumped, everything gets bumped. So I think that could be a thing. Also, they've gotten a lot of hot water about being semi-abusive towards uh, their visual artists. You know? Oh, um, I, I didn't hear that. That was, a, oh, that was a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, overworking them, um, not giving them enough time. So maybe they're trying to avoid some bad headlines. Interesting. Um, I, okay. I know with Blade, they lost the director and they're trying to find a new one and they wanted to buy that one a little bit of time. So maybe Blade got pushed and then everything hinged on that and they had right. to push everything else. But hmm. but they're all a Marvel, so like it kind of doesn't matter. I think they'll succeed regardless. Right. I mean um, until they don't, I guess, but yeah. I don't see that happening with this slate. Yeah. Plus I think November might be better for Deadpool. You could have like a whole holiday season now. Mm-hmm um i'm really happy that, moved. i'm really happy that we have all these new titles you know because like it was getting kind of stale i think this will definitely rejuvenate yeah interest for sure yeah i agree um fantastic four moved from november 2024 to february 2025 so sure. just a few months there um and then the biggest one was avenger secret wars which is the end the bookend to this whole Mm -hmm. saga you know um it went from november 2025 remember it was going to come out yeah the same year just a few months later from uh king dynasty that's not happening anymore now it's coming out may 2026 so it's kind of more in line with the infinity war endgame one two punch you know like semi a year apart you know interesting okay so now it's more like that um 
we, I mean, when they announced that they were doing that, we kind of thought it was a weird decision. I was yeah. excited for it. I would like that. Um, but I do think it's weird because you need like the promotional tour is a long one, you know, and you got to oh, make yeah. like new, new toys, new products, new shirts, you know, and it's harder to do that if it's like two things very close together. I feel like they would blend a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand why they would want like a little bit more air in between each one. But I get it. But yeah, personally, I'm disappointed. Same. We were hope we were hoping we were hoping, but oh well, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll have I mean, a it's flurry of Marvel things soon. It's 2025. You know, I'm it. it I'm I. It might change again, right? Yeah, it might. We'll I, I don't think. Now. I don't think they're set in stone. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. Well, in my day, three years ago. <laughs> Um, okay, so the Red Sonja movie, we've been talking about a oh, little yeah. bit. They recently ca- uh, casted Martina Lutz. She's from the movie Revenge. She's right. like a, um, not a huge name actress, but they casted her as a Red Sonja herself. And now we have a okay. first look at the character. And it looks like Red Sonja. Let um, me see. Let me... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't I know mean, what else to say. It's a very It's produced... a woman with a right. sword. This, I mean, this is like, this is like promo art. This is... Yeah, it's not like a still from the movie. It's like a You're seeing a shoulder with a with a pauldron, a gauntlet, a sword, and hair. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I mean in a profile, but like She has red hair. She is red she, Sonia. She do be having red hair. Um I don't know. At least it looks faithful. That's cool, I guess. You know? Yeah. I mean it you know, it does. I'll give it that. So that's it's very exciting. Wonder Woman y, which I'm sure is like a common comparison, but Especially now that Wonder Woman has a sword in the movies, of course. But I mean, knows? I don't. I'm not sure we have a release date for this, but we'll talk about uh, it when some, it comes sometime. out. Sometime, sometime, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, my last one is probably your favorite, Michael. I'm sure you've oh heard. Oh my god, Alan, Mr. Alan Moore was trending um on Twitter for a very long time over yes, the last couple of days. Um, he was interviewed by the Guardian talking about the state of the comics industry and basically whether or not he'll return to comics. He said, Of course not, never. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate comics, um, I've never yeah. written a comic. Yeah, comics are awful. And then he said, Um, let's just read the last part of it. Um, I said around about 2011 that I thought that it, it had serious issues and worrying implications for the future if millions of adults were queuing up to see Batman movies. Because that kind of infantilization, the urge towards simpler times, simpler realities, that can very often lead be a precursor to fascism. Um, wow. Okay. So, so here's the thing. Or yeah. you can go first. How about that? Okay. I mean, so that's an interesting take, and one I don't entirely disagree with. Like, I see, I see correctness, or there's something in there, right? But he's. Um, he's, he's talking about things that he says he said years ago Um, and okay. Also taken, if you're, if you're new to the show, I'm a big Alan Moore fan. I think he's a brilliant writer and just a very interesting person. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, he's really kooky and you can't necessarily take everything he says. Uh, well, he has a wizard, right? So, well, I mean, you have to trust a wizard. Uh, it's the law. Um, but you know, I don't think he's a hundred percent incorrect. But he's making a statement about something he 
he said that we have no record of. You know what I mean? It's like it's very, oh well, you know, I predicted this. I predicted the, you know, the fascist political change, blah blah blah, uh-huh. and it's tied to superheroes, which. You know, like I said, there's there is something to that of like it is a simplistic form of storytelling. And if you're if the only media you're consuming is this one type of thing, it does shift your it could potentially shift your outlook, not superhero specifically, but like if one person only reads one type of novel, right? They might sure th- yeah. their worldview might change. So th- I I don't entirely disagree with that, but obviously I, it's pretty crazy. I could see what he means by that, but like number one, it's also like I feel like he's only talking about one like specific kind of comic, you know, not like OGNs or like darker, like non superhero comics, stuff like that. You know, plenty of um, things that he wrote as well. Yeah, there's lots of things that I think wouldn't fit into what he's saying. And then also, um, I don't know, saying it's a precursor to fascism is very much like it feels like something someone would say who's like chronically online that needs to touch grass, you know, but like I know he's not. So I'm right. like, He's, I think he's just overthinking, like overanalyzing, overcontemplating. Alan Moore, no that, way. Yeah, some things aren't worth like decoding like that, and like aren't worth being said. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like there's other things that I, probably lead do, to do, it more. Did superhero comics. movies lead to um, the rise of extreme political ideology? No. Um, did they contribute? <laughs> Maybe 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 i don't know but like um, if they did it's such a minuscule amount that it's like not worth being said you know what i mean right i i, I can see where the line is between a and z here but like brother that's that's a that's a big leap and to, yeah. to say so to say so confidently i should say like you know what i mean he says it as if this is a undisputed fact you know i mean and like like what you've said, it's not like black and white. Two things can be true. Like he can be a little kooky and a brilliant writer, you know, like he can be wrong about some of his statements and still, you know, not of course. his merit, but like, right. I mean, as we know, he is a brilliant comics writer. Yeah. But some people are like, well, he sucks anyway. You know, it's like, well, right. No, but he could be wrong about this, you know? It's like, right. Yes. Right. You, your heroes can be wrong about things. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not infallible. You know, so I don't know. It's just an interesting conversation, but like, and I normally like, like can see a little bit of truth in it. And I guess I can see a tiny bit, but it's like, I don't even see as much truth in this as like Scorsese saying Marvel films are like roller coasters, you know? Like, right. I'm, I'm trying here, Michael. I, I need him to write a full essay about it. Well, I think, it. I think the film, the, the film part of it, uh, is, not really the primary point he was making. He was he was making the primary point that comics in the eighties shifted from being for children to having a wider yes. appeal. And he and he's like and he I, in that same interview I think he, he takes some sort of responsibility for it as well. Where is mm-hmm. it here? I didn't really th- yeah I didn't really think that superheroes were adult fare. I think this was a misunderstanding born of what happened in the eighties to which I must put my hand up to a considerable share of blame though it was unintentional when things like Watchmen were first appearing. You know like. You, so he's saying, you know, comics were for children, but I also wrote Watchmen Heavy for Vendetta and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Promethea and Miracle Man and Swamp Thing. All, all of these comics that are not for children. Um, it comes off a little pompous, like, oh, comics no. are awful now and I did it. It's all my fault. Like, right. Please oh. forgive me. It's like, 
I'm Al- you were very formative in the comic book world, but like he definitely knows how important he is. You know, he definitely yeah. knows it, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, he needs to what whatever the the philosophical equivalent of touching grass is. Go talk to some people. Go talk also, to some non wizards. It's funny that like someone from outside of his niche would think that a grown man saying they're a wizard is also maybe childish. Yeah, right. Just saying. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's all. That, that's all my news this week. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, Dylan has some addendums to the, to the events in the live sale. What do we got, Dylan? Yeah, just some little additions. Um, Not for really for the live sale. Well, for the live oh, sale, today, live everyone, sale. everyone who gets something gets an X-Men number one. That's pretty cool. Not like the, the ori- old one. Oh. The, the most recent one. Oh, okay. um, but coming up on Friday, October 21st, we have a signing with Jeremy Hahn and Jason A. Hurley. They're the writers of a book called The Approach. Nice. Which I'll talk from, about more in from, a second. From Boom Studios? Yeah, it's a whiskey tasting and a like a, a signing. So you get a bunch, you get an exclusive glass, you get three comics, you get um That's cool. You know, all the whiskey and it's 30 bucks, and we only have seven spots left, six maybe, something like that. As of this recording. Um, yeah, so it might be by the time you hear it, it might be gone. But um, hopefully, if, if you want to get, how, how do I get in? If I want to get in on this, Dylan, just go to your store, and you could call ahead if you're really worried about it selling out, and get on the list, and then you can just go into any Bedrock and pay the thirty bucks, and you've pre-ordered your package, your event package. Nice, awesome. Um, uh, but if that is sold out, and you can't go to it. It'll be at the next day at Bedrock City Con, which is our next little mini convention event thing at uh, No Label Brewery. It's October twenty second, twelve to six. We have 60 vendors, a bunch of food trucks, um, the signing, uh, trick-or-treating for kids. Trick-or-treating? Um, yeah, all the all the vendors are going to have candy so kids can go and um, trick-or-treat. You know, throw Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So dress up. Come say hi. It's going to be awesome. cool. I'm just putting that out there, trying to manifest it. It's not going to be really hot. It's going to be a uh, nice day. It's going to be a huge, huge event. Huge. A turnout like you've never seen. So the 22nd? <laughs> Yeah, October 22nd. And then nice. um, lastly, um, the next week after that, October 28th, it starts the Halloween sale at all stores. Everything yeah. in the store will be on sale. And that goes the 28th, which is Friday through Sunday, the 31st. And then also, no, Monday, Monday Sunday the 30th. Costume. And then Monday the 31st in your Halloween costume. Excellent. And that's all we got. All right. Let's do our picks of the week really quick. Um, I'm going to go first. Actually, Dylan, you go ahead and go first since you already... Mine is The Approach, number one. It's a Boom Studios new launch, like I said, from Jeremy Hahn. He, he's, uh, he did the cover and he wrote it. And did the art? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Either way, he's the creator of the book, along with Jason A. Hurley. And um, it's a cool little like spooky horror uh, 
book right in just time in time for halloween. for halloween and you can pick up your copy there's lots of cool covers there's a franca via cover that's really cool i yes. know that's michael's favorite i do um, love and that then you can come get a sign either friday or saturday yes um i am picking a manga i'm picking cat massage therapy volume three this book is so cute um dylan have <laughs> you seen it no i love it um so i've i've bought the first two volumes and this one's very cute um i'm sending dylan the cover it's uh cats who run a massage studio um but look out Perfect. volume three the dogs are in town and they're about to get hounded out of business oh the but, dogs are mean uh no the dogs are very sweet you know but uh okay. yeah they're gonna i'm excited they're gonna shut the, shut the cats out of business because <laughs> the dogs are too cute but anyway Go, go go get cat massage uh therapy oh. volume three uh as well as one and two at uh all bedrocks i'm sure um anyway my news is very light this week uh we just have some casting news first um i don't think we've mentioned the new scott derrickson project the gorge uh g-o-r-g-e no. as in like a like a chasm uh scott derrickson who directed sinister the black phone and dr strange um He's doing a project for a sky dance called The Gorge, um, said to be an action love story with, quote, genre bending elements. Um, we are that the casting announcement is that um, Miles Teller has already been announced, but uh, Anya Taylor Joy uh, signed on today for that. So that's exciting. Um, cool. uh, we like Scott Derrickson. So and obviously yeah. we like Anya Taylor Joy. So that's very cool as well. Um, going off of something that we talked about last week. Or maybe we didn't. It might have been on that Lost She-Hulk episode. I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, the new Robert Eggers uh, Nosferatu film that he's working on. I don't remember. So if you've heard all this, whatever. Uh, he's uh, doing the uh, a reimagining of Nosferatu, the 1922 uh, silent film um, at, with focus features. Um, looks like, uh, and Bill Skarsgård is attached to play Nosferatu and Lily Rose Depp uh, is in talks to star. Um, and as of today, it looks like Nicholas Holt is going to be uh, attached to the film as well. It is currently unknown of who he would be playing, but so far it's shaping up to be great uh, already. Like I, I think this is like the perfect project for Eggers to do. Like I love it. <laughs> I have you ever seen the original Nosferatu, Dylan? No. Um, I think it's still good. Um, I think it not to be an like an old an old head, but like I really think it does hold up. It's one of the few silent films that I think you can still, still watch today. Up. Yes, well, I mean, I think it, when it's nineteen twenty two, when it's a hundred years old, yeah, I think it's I think you could say it still holds up. Um, right. We'll let it slide. Yes. Um. So we'll keep you posted on more nosferatu news as it comes um we got some stephen king news you know we try to report on that whenever we get that uh, he has a new novel that came out last month called fairy tale i have not read it yet i do own it um i will be reading it soon um it has gotten um it is going to be adapted into a film by paul greengrass who did captain phillips uh and jason bourne uh, he's going to um, adapt, direct, and produce the movie with Universal. Uh, this is reported by Deadline. So that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I think, let's see. So 
but we don't have anything about release dates or anything about that. But um, the the novel itself, we hear we the uh, the the description is an epic tale that follows a seventeen year old boy who inherits the keys to a terrifying world where good and evil are at war. The stakes could not be higher for that world and ours as he journeys into mythic into the mythic roots of human storytelling. Um, so I don't know what that means. I haven't read the book. Uh, that's a very vague sounding plot description. Um, but Greengrass told Deadline, Fairy Tale is a work of genius, a classic adventure story, and also a, distur- a disturbing contemporary allegory. Um, so that's exciting. I like Paul Greengrass, um, mostly, I guess. So I like Captain Phillips. I don't think I saw Jason Bourne. I don't. I, I like Captain Phillips. Yeah. So that is exciting. Um, and I'm always here for a good, a good King adaptation. But the news of the week, Dylan, the trailer of the week, the trailer of the week, um, from producer and Giallo master, James Wan. Mr. Blum himself, Mr. Blum himself, M3 Gan, Megan. It's Megan with a three in all caps. Yes. Um, it's boy. Um, if Get high. she she's more than just a toy, Dylan. She's part of the family. Produced by Blumhouse and uh, James Wan, uh, the the tech horror movie Megan is headed to theaters this coming January, and this trailer came out and is fully unhinged. This is a January. That's so far away. January thirteenth, which normally would be the dumping grounds for anything, but horror movies you really can never tell. I feel sure. like. Um. So this looks to be putting a fresh spin on the sort of child's play Chucky type thing. Yeah. So it it's about let's see, do I have a, do I have a uh, a plot synopsis that I can read? I don't. Um it's about a girl who seems to be lonely and oh here it is. Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally, designed by brilliant toy company roboticist <laughs> Gemma. Um, who is get uh, Allison Williams. Uh, Megan can listen and watch and learn as she becomes friend, teacher, playmate, and protector for the child she is bonded to. When Gemma suddenly becomes the caretaker of an orphaned eight-year-old niece, uh, Gemma's unsure and unprepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gemma decides to prepare her Megan prototype with Katie in an attempt to resolve both problems, a decision that will have unimaginable consequences. Boy, this trailer rules. I I love it. It's it's so I mean, you know what you're watching, right? Like you clicked it and it's like I'm watching this is it. Here we go. Let's watch this doll go crazy. And it's great. And that's I, what we got. I I loved it. I think I'm very excited for Megan. What about you, Dylan? I'm so hyped for this. I wish it come out sooner. Um I thought it was a good you a good uh pop song remix the taylor swift it's nice to have a friend which is like not a single or anything it's kind of weird that it's on a trailer but um well it just fits the it, theme they made it creepy yeah right um and megan <laughs> looks really weird because it's like played by an actress but like has a doll face but it's supposed to be like fully doll so it's like i don't know it's weird it's not she's an android me. that's why it's like that's why they can get away with it moving like a human but like not yeah. fully it's weird. So it's directed by Gerard Johnstone, who I don't know, but he is an award-winning filmmaker, apparently. Um, uh-huh. Don't know who that is. From so Horror Film Fest. Yeah, right. From davesawards.com. Um, and a screenplay by a- a- Kayla Cooper, who wrote Malignant. 
Of course. Um, and the so is this too. yellow too? Oh yeah, obviously. Well, I mean, there's lots of yellow on the poster, so. Yeah, her hair. She's blonde, so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but it's got the little girl from. Hill House, Haunting of Hill House, uh, as yes. well. And um. I don't, I don't recognize know. anybody else in this movie. Um, you know, you know, Allison. Uh, what's her name? Well, yeah, yeah, from from well, Get Out. Yeah, or not not no wait, not Get Out, the other one. Or is Get it Get Out? out? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's from some Jordan Peele movie. Just a girlfriend from Get Out. But, okay. Um, I don't know. Just watch go, the trailer. We're not, we're not hyping tra- it up enough. When she starts running through the woods, Dylan. I like it when she's dancing in the hallway. I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Oh, when she's like crawling through the woods, like. Yeah, when like, she's like, "You better run," and then the guy running. runs, yeah, and then she's yeah, like <laughs> running like a beast. Oh man, this is gonna be. You should probably is, run. Is this gonna be terrible? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? I'm hoping it's a happy death day situation. You know, right? Or it looks like it knows what it is. Well, no, Molina was just good. Hmm. Mm. It reinvented his genre, so reignited. So I mean, think so. So much so that uh, James Wan is like the modern master of Giallo film. Uh, I wouldn't Ar- even say modern, but yeah. So, so, so you would say he's Period. he's superseded Dario Argento as like a just the yeah. the the living master or of all time master. Yeah, not even living. You keep adding like little descriptors qualifiers, and oh. that's not not needed. You know, I'm I'm sorry to disrespect um, the the progenitor of all things Giallo, uh, James Wan. The Trench was going to be a Giallo movie, the DC <laughs> movie, but they weren't man enough to uh, make it happen. So That's why he walked away. That's why he walked exactly. away. Anyway, um, let's hear about all these tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night. Uh, first, we're going to do She-Hulk. So, yeah. uh, as we said, spoilers for She-Hulk. Um, although, you really shouldn't be surprised about anything that happens in this episode. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> do you want to you want to you want to take us uh, take us through it a little bit? I mean, it finally okay. happened. The thing happened in they the did penultimate it. episode. I really like this episode. I want to say that also. It was really good. It might be my favorite. Um, this is the one with Daredevil, obviously. We've been waiting. Finally happened. This one had a lot more action and like a lot. I think story store more story developments for like the intelligentsia yep. aspect of it, you know? 
um, which I really liked. But um, other than the Daredevil stuff, which we'll get to, I thought the it did make me wish a little bit that the Intelligentsia storyline, like the like the main season storyline, was like a little bit more dispersed throughout the season rather than like a couple episodes, you know, like really right. having a couple and not I get that. very much throughout. Um, but that's like a little nitpicky. Um, I, no, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I feel like um, it has, it's not the most well-developed story. It seemed to like ramp up extremely quickly, you know? Yes. Oh, of course. But um, I think you could have like planted the seeds for this, like throughout a little bit better but um i agree i was i was happy that it happened i, but, I don't um, think it's like a big detriment or anything to the show agreed yeah but if um, we had to pick something to complain about that that could be something yeah something uh other people are complaining about but not me is like the daredevil tonal change like he's more silly and a little bit more goofy and it's different than what it's people fine. expect when they only know Netflix or like Frank Miller Daredevil, you know? Sure. Um, this is very much like Mark Wade Daredevil. It's a little right. bit different, you know? I really like it. I thought actually I liked it better than normal Daredevil because he's still like broody and dark. And he's still, he's not gritty. that different. Like he's, he's different, but he's not like. He smiles even, a little bit more now. I don't even recognize him. Yeah. It's the same guy. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. It's, Look, time has passed. We don't know <laughs> what, you know, has been going on in the Daredevil world. Any number of things could have happened between now and then, you know, to. A lot could have happened. Exactly. Maybe so, his life is turned around and he's like a little bit happier now. You never know. Exactly. But I thought um, whatever happened, I'm not like, I think it fits really well in the show. And I see why they would want to differentiate, but I'm not a fan of the yellow costume. Sure. Um, like I think it fits really well tonally with the show. Um, but like it I looked, wouldn't be it mad did look good if though. this was the first and last time we saw it. You know, oh, it you think it wouldn't upset me. Uh, I might not, but I just wouldn't be upset if that was the case, you know. Like yeah. I like the more more red, more red and black, like yellow felt a little goofy. She did say it was like ketchup and mustard, and I see that. A little but, McDonald's looking. Yeah, I feel like he can't continue to wear a costume that got mocked on screen, right? Like I feel like that. Agreed. Yeah. But I thought they had really good chemistry. Tatiana Maslani and Charlie Cox, you know? Yeah. They had absolutely. Like a very brief little fling, but I thought their like chemistry throughout the episode was really good. People yeah. are I, they were great. Yeah. There were of course more people upset that like <sighs> I don't know, they felt maybe it was out of character for them to have like maybe a one night stand or something like that. But um mm-hmm. Daredevil's like been around too you know like in his show he has several love interests oh yeah he's got, he's got karen and uh claire and uh electra you know and yep. like in a couple of seasons so it's not like they're like prudes you know so exactly like it's i think i think it was fine there weren't i didn't have any problems with any of the characterization in this people need to relax i really liked his walk of shame Oh, the with, with the shoes off? Yeah, that was really good. Um, that was a good visual gag. Um, yeah, I was impressed with how well they took something that like seems like it w- would absolutely not fit in this show and like seamlessly folded it in, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he even got a hallway fight. What more do you want? He got a little hallway fight, but then She-Hulk had to ruin it by helping. Well, she's a girl. 
Yeah, girl helped. Um, Gross. and then I'm wondering, like, I have this conspiracy, Michael. Like, I'm trying to see. I wish I didn't do this. Like, where the seams are for when they took out the origin that was supposed to be at the end of the season. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I felt like we could maybe see one of them. Uh, this episode when when she was like. Oh, I thought this episode was over. Uh, actually, we have more. And then they started this other little storyline. And I, I'm wondering if they like played it off as like a cute moment. Like, hey, that seems like the end of the episode, but there's more. Like, I'm wondering if something was stitched together and maybe originally wasn't, you know? Hmm. So you think maybe like they, they crafted the comedic bit to cover for why Yes, the episode because... was uneven. They did a similar thing in the very first episode where they did a little bit of the office stuff and then they had her go into a closet, which was clearly like a reshoot scene. She was like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Like that was a reshoot Right. um, to fold in the flashbacks. I'm wondering if, if somehow it fit in here, but I'm not sure. Not sure. I mean, Um, that makes sense. I hope when they do like the assembled thing, the making of the show after that they tell us, because I just want to know, you know, just tell me. Yeah, tell me what happened. Exactly. But Um, I, I liked it. This is the season has been great. the end I part was cool too. I like the uh, intelligentsia finally playing their hand, and um, she goes to the award ceremony, accepts an award, and they put all her air all her uh, dirty laundry on the screen, yeah, um, and which she included butt pics of Captain America, of course. Uh, <laughs> but the raging out was really cool. I like to see uh, the Hulk rage. You know, we haven't really seen that yet from her. Yes, it was it was awesome. I I I One more. well, I have no notes. This has been great. Is Laurie I still liking it? yes, very much so. Really, really enjoying it. I'm very happy that the show has been so good, so consistent. Um, and the lulls that we've had have been so minor. Oh, I think I'm in like lulls, like laughing. <laughs> Not lulls. Um, yeah. but but yeah, like. The, the down episodes quote unquote i think two two episodes ago was our only like down episode or but Yeah, it doesn't drag the way some of the other Marvel shows have. Like, nope I think there was a little bit of that in Hawkeye and Falcon and Winter Soldier and Moon Knight. And it, I don't know. I haven't gotten the like, ugh, just got to get through this one, you know, like we did sometimes back then. right yeah i'm i'm really liking the era that we're in now um can't wait for next week anything else to say better do you, or should we move on to uh werewolf by night We can move on. Okay, Werewolf by Night, the first ever, what are they calling it, special uh, one-shot? What are they calling this thing? Yeah, it's special. It's a Halloween special, Right, essentially. so it's their first, like, non-series, um, just one-off type of video content, Uh-huh. which Hour is long. cool. Hour long. Um, and it's in black and white, mostly. Oh, Yep. I really Got a challenge. enjoyed this. Uh I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a ton of fun. Um, Me too. That was it really was good. it was way better than I was expecting it to be. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't what we got. Yeah, they were so secretive of it. They didn't really market it much or tell us much. And there was just one little trailer, Right. um, which I think maybe was a good thing because I liked going in semi-blind, you know? Right. Absolutely. I loved not knowing anything really about what we were about to watch. The only thing I'd heard was like reactions online because they, at like um, Fantastic Fest, which is like a horror con thing where they show movies, Right. they like tricked everyone into watching this. Oh, wow. Um, 
they had like a mystery screening and everyone thought it was like they had they like oh is it going to be the new M. Night Shyamalan or, you know like something like different predictions but then it ended up being this and apparently everyone was disappointed oh but then they like ended up really liking it at the end but they were like a marvel you know like when it started oh right but um so i like i saw a lot of good reactions from that and it made me excited but i didn't know what to expect like you said because it was like it's like a new genre quote you know it's still mcu but a new a new look it's a new format right new director new characters literally everything about it's new so very refreshing i thought yeah i i liked it so um dylan do you want to take us through a little bit yeah the plot is uh jack russell is our main character played by gail garcia bernal um he is werewolf by night yeah he's like a superhero you know monster fighter he fights monsters with the abilities given to him via a curse in his bloodline somehow they're a little vague about it but he's like a cursed monster and he fights monsters Mm -hmm. um and he the the plot of the the movie i can't believe it's a movie special is that they gather um all the monster hunters gather at the bloodstone mansion estate um because the main dude made bloodstone dude died and they have to like figure out who the next one is going to be so they have to do like this competition they got to fight man thing in order to determine who gets the bloodstone gem and becomes the next leader yep um they don't know that he's a monster you know that's kind of like playing on the werewolf uh trope of course game. um but i thought it's like a really nice simple plot you know it um, was it was not it was not complex like that. but it it worked for what we got you know um i agree i yeah i i enjoyed it and i didn't have any I, i'm glad that they didn't you can't really make it too complex right when the show is only an hour and there's not anything else Agreed. Um, so they didn't but things it. like this don't need to be like if they're going for right. the 1930s universal monster vibe you know like they can have like a paper thin premise you know right i um, i, I did, how do you feel about the black and white do you think that that worked well for it or do you think it was a hindrance at all was it too gimmicky for you it wasn't too gimmicky i think it worked well i think it added to i the, do, i think to so the too. ambiance um i know it was like a little bit of an afterthought not an afterthought i'm sure they made it with that in mind but they didn't apparently kevin Feige didn't okay the black and white oh really um until two weeks like two weeks ago or something like pretty recently they decided to really that they were going to do black and white i think it might have been cool if they had uh done both you know um Mm -hmm. we kind of already did the black and white turns into color thing with wandavision i'm not sure how many more times you could do that but i think it worked really well and um I, I do I too. guess my only complaint is that like it would have changing the aspect ratio would have helped, I think, to match the vibe. Oh, you think? Yeah, because it's like then, everything then about it, it is trying to be 1930s horror and then but then it like really would have felt like WandaVision. True, but like they could have at least made it not the bars, like fill the screen. Maybe okay. not the square. Maybe not, 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 full, not a four like, three, but maybe like uh I don't know whatever something that's else. called. Yeah. So I yeah. thought that didn't match tonally a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a, such a minor complaint, though. But <laughs> yeah, right. When, when we're talking about aspect ratios, you know that, uh, you know, that it didn't have the lighthouse aspect ratio, and that bothered me. It wasn't fully square. It wasn't 4 4. Yeah. It wasn't Instagram uh, worthy. Uh, I, I only watch films that are uh, in squares. Sorry. But. I crop my films. 
I do. <laughs> yeah. I, do. I, I really liked Man Thing, aka Ted. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Man Thing was great, like, dude. They give him like the group treatment a little bit. You he know? did. I mean, I think you kind of have to with this type of a property, that type of a character. Man Thing's gonna be silly. He's gonna be cute, you know, like someone like a little teddy bear. Absolutely. But, I thought he was ferocious. great. I thought Elsa Bloodstone was cool. I thought she was really charismatic and um yes. Didn't have like much meat on the bones of her like story. So I think she brought a lot of that, you know, like made us care a bit. Who was that actress? She looked super familiar. I know her from that Joss Whedon HBO show that got that had one season that okay. came out a couple years ago. Okay. But I don't know what else she's been in. Laura Donnelly is her name. She sounds I, British. Yeah. I you know, um, like she looked a lot like Kristen Ritter to me in the black and white. I don't know why. Like, I could see that. Yeah. Um, not that that has anything to do with anything, but I was like, Jessica Jones confirmed. Right. She's coming back. We cast a similar appearing, a similar in appearance actress. Um, but anyway, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I, everyone that I've talked to so far has really put this over and said that they've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I guess. Uh, if I had another complaint, it would be that I think you could have added like another half hour and made it like a feature length film. A film. You know, I I don't disagree with that. I think that might have made it stronger for sure. Um, it's you wonder why they didn't do that because you could have just used the same. There's no sets, reason. I feel like. well, well, what's the reason not to? Right. Um, Money. It's an extra thirty minutes, right? How? Well, you it caught you got to pay for all the people you know filming and extra days so i'm sure it would True. be more money but like i think it might have paid off i don't know but i mm. hope this continues i would like to see an, an annual halloween special like with a different maybe like a dracula one next year or something like that different yeah mcu monsters that'd be cool that would be awesome so would you are you gonna re-watch this do you think do you think you'll watch it again to as part of spooky season dylan or do you think once is enough for right now? So I rarely rewatch things ever. Um, probably not. But like maybe if there's another, if there's like a sequel to it next year, like like I'm hoping sure. for, I would rewatch it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I I won't. But like, uh, I I thought you rewatched stuff more than I did. But um, almost I never. If you haven't watched this yet, I would definitely recommend that you check it out because it's really fun. It's I would say age appropriate for anybody too. I think you can watch this with. Right? Is there? Yeah, I mean, it's really gory though. They. Oh, is it? I was no. gonna ask you about that. They got a. They got away with a lot more because it was oh, black yeah. and white. Like it wasn't that's, the color of that's blood. That's true. That's true. Like people's face get cut in half, and like limbs are cut off, and. Yeah, but it was kind of like got the arrow through his like mouth. Yeah, um, but, right. But like, I think that that with the black and white, I think you're right. It sort of like sanitizes it a bit, which is kind of dumb ratings wise like it's still clearly happening right like why is it's not red so it can't it's not i don't know i don't really understand ratings sometimes but are we um, gonna see more of these characters dylan we got to right we i mean jack russell has got to show up somewhere i gotta see man thing who would who do you think would like work best with these characters i mean i think moon knight would be cool moon knight of course um blade yeah I don't they're so silly or like man, just I'm looking at man thing specifically kind of like, campy yeah I, 
you know, Ms. Marvel. Okay. I want to say Ms. Marvel and Man Thing. That's it. That was a out of left field one. That's pretty cool. Is it? I think I think so to me, ma- I is, like yeah. I like the R.L. Stein um ver- uh graphic novel or run on Man Thing where he's a, an actor and he's right. like in Hollywood doing stuff and I can see that cro- that storyline crossing over with Ms. Marvel in some capacity. Okay. she's so like social media e and online and I don't She'll know. Be I, a Man Thing fan. Yeah. She would love Man Thing, dude. And then they they, they do a collab. <laughs> I'm drop, down. drop a collab and uh you know. We gotta get more man thing, right? At least you have to. Is well, okay. This is unrelated, but like okay. man thing looked really cool. But what did you think about like when he wolfed out? I thought he looked good. I think he looked fine. Well he, okay, right, he looked fine. But I mean I think the black and white helped. I think it was a little too campy. Like I know that's what they were going for, but mm-hmm. like I, I would have appreciated it if he looked like a little more convincing. Scary, a dude with a. It almost looked like he didn't even have prosthetics; it was just like hair put on him. You know, I'm sure there were, and you just can't see it in black and white. But it looked, it looked very uh, 1930s. <laughs> like, mm. well, I, I mean, that's what that, a little he, bit. That. So I know that, that's what they're going for. Well, yeah, they're going for Wolfman. And that's what yeah. Wolfman looked like, you know, like but Wolfman was just. Wolf, I thought Wolfman looked better. This looked like not as good. You know what I mean? Mm, I guess so. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really have any problems with it. I, it. It fit the vibes very well, so it didn't like. I didn't have any issues with it. Um. But agreed. I I, I didn't. I don't have any problems with it. I think it's fine. But I mean, if he's going to show up somewhere else, he's going to have to look different. If he's going to show up in something in color, he's going to need a bit of a glow up. And we'll see what uh, he's gonna have some competition from uh, that like Blumhouse uh, Ryan Gosling Wolfman that's coming out, like the Invisible Man's like successor. Right. You know how they're like redoing the Universal. The first one was Invisible Man. There's a Ryan Gosling Wolfman coming out. So. Oh boy. I don't know. It's gonna be tricky. Well, I mean, we're gonna see. I mean, maybe Man Thing will show up in that too. Like that's a just lend him out, put him in everything. Yeah. But that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Really appreciate all your support. This is Dylan. Bye, everyone. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.